Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey guys, James here. Wanted to let you know about our sponsor this week, 80stees.com. I suggest everyone go over and take a look at their catalog of amazing t-shirts and merchandise. Everything from 80s movies, cartoons, TV shows, music shirts, wrestling, superheroes, video games, horror... But not just the 80s, they got the 70s, 90s, early 2000s. So go on, take a look at 80stees.com, and when you get to the checkout, make sure to use promo code BFOP to get an additional 30% off. Hey, Dustin. Hmm. Before we get into this, uh, we, before we get into this episode, I want to talk to you about a new movie from A24 that's available on streaming Blu-ray and DVD. You do? I do. It's called Same Mod. Same on is the bold original modern horror masterpiece from director Rose Glass. Have you seen it? I have seen it actually. Yes. How does it rank on your uh, films of the year? It is. It's up there. It was one of my my favorites so far this year. Actually, I think I'm gonna have to check this out, and I think you should check it out too. Same on is currently streaming and available on Blu-ray and DVD. Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies, and we put them on our big list. Uh, we got a good episode, I think. This is gonna I be hope a, so. This is going to be a, uh, a conversation, I think. We got a, a, a controversial film coming up. Um, <laughs> we watched Armageddon, but before we get into Armageddon, I want to introduce my co-hosts to the podcast, uh, Dustin. Hello. And James. It's your boy, Michael Bay. <laughs> HD DVDs are stupid. Is that what he said? <laughs> Blu-ray is where it's at. Well, he was right. Oh, he, he, was, he chose correctly. He was ahead of porn hey, on that He chose one. wisely. Hey, just like this movie, he was right. <laughs> it's true. He bucked the trend. He bucked the trend on that. I, I thought HD DVD was going to be the... It was going to win. Yeah. Seemed like that was the way it was going to go. That's the way it was going. It was VHS versus beta. Mm-hmm. And beta one. And beta <laughs> in this case. In the long run, beta one because beta is Blu-ray. <laughs> That's why we have streaming services now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This all connects. Anyway, so before we get into the, uh, this 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 movie monstrosity, this uh, this very very interesting movie <laughs> that is, uh, I am not yet clear on my feelings about it. Yeah, it's it's a hard like one. To... If it's like perfect or like a masterpiece. No, I said this before we started, and you said we should probably just get this in the movie. Is this might be the best worst movie I've ever seen? Um, but before we get into that, uh, do we have anything we want to sink or swim, seek or destroy? The term that I always forget. Uh, James, what do you got for me this week? You've been watching shit or what? Uh, yeah, I watched the. Uh, I finished uh, Cowboy Bebop. 
the, oh, you watched it all. The, yeah. the, the television or the show, the, the anime. Yeah. Um, and then I watched the movie, and uh, I much rather watched the show. The show was way better. Oh yeah, than the movie. Yeah, I I didn't like the movie. Did it not connect to the the main storyline of the show, or it was like its own kind of standalone? No, thing? it was like its own standalone mm. thing, and uh, yeah, I just it had a completely different feel. I saw the movie way back when, and I don't remember it at all. It just had a completely different feel. Um, it was like more of a serious tone, where the show is like pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so. I recommend the show, not maybe not the movie, but well, I understand I, watching the movie. I still liked it. What well, I'm hearing now that the the new reboot, like the live live action, is getting absolutely panned. No, oh, really, as being horrible. Man, the trailer looks so fun for it. Like Hopefully I said before, I just don't know how you can. A lot of it would be hard to do for sure, and like because the show is so fucking good. Like, well, you know, after you talked about it last time, I went and watched a, oh, a handful of episodes, so I'm, I'm getting into it again. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think that comes out tomorrow, actually. It does. Oh, yeah. 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 So I'll be interested to watch that. So I watched that and then I watched the new, uh, Dwayne Johnson vehicle. <laughs> Red Notice. Red Notice. That's a Netflix one, right? Netflix, uh, with Ryan Reynolds. Gal Gadot. Yeah. Um, it's a big piece of shit. Um, <laughs> are, are we surprised about this? Honestly, I was kind of a bit surprised. Like, it's... I just... Is it a rock movie? It is, but, like, I just expected more, I guess. Like, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is... Like, there's some, like, heavyweights in this, right? So Sure. So I mean, but I, Ryan Reynolds, he's in a lot of bad movies. Can I tell you he my is, theory He's, he's usually delightful in them, but... Yeah. So, I think I've said this in different ways before, but this is my theory about this. So, I know we, James and I talked about this this week, but the reason that movies like Red Notice... And other shit get made and they get put on Netflix is not because they're necessarily bad movies. It's because they're easily understandable. The plots are simple. Oh yeah. It 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 uh goes beyond like countries, like you know sure, what I mean? Sure. It, 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 it's, it's an easily uh it, digestible exactly, from different exactly. cultures. So it's it's just the most easily it's pablum. It's just it's mm-hmm. digestive cookies. It's just like <laughs> it's it's the e- it's the most easily accessible culture across a spectrum. It's almost like the other end of the of the stick of what you were talking about with these DTV movies that like you know Bruce Willis and people are making. Yeah, where that's for a certain market and this is for a certain market, right? Like this is a different thing where it's like it's also not you get a hu- you get huge the hugest stars you can get. You put a lot of money into making this movie, but you don't actually try to make anything. So particularly this is what's going to be the downfall. If there's going to be a downfall of cinema and then a resurgence, it's going to be this. It's going to be the fact that they're making movies that it's not that different cultures can't understand nuance. It's nothing to do with that. It's that they're going towards the lowest common denominator of everybody and just saying, do you understand these beats? Mm -hmm. Right. And so I understand those beats too well so much that I'm watching it and 
I, they're in a helicopter and then someone's going to shoot a rocket at it. I'm like, they're going to open the other door. <laughs> it's going to go through the... Well, we've seen that in movies. <laughs> sure enough, that's what happens. It's, but, but what it is... It's is so it, simple. It's mm-hmm. that we have seen these things for such a long time yeah. and they have been unaccessible by different markets. So you, you're going to have a market that opens up for Netflix where they didn't have access to North American... Right. And that's what it is. Like it's I'm not I'm not I'm angry at it, but mm-hmm. I understand it and it's not I say lowest common denominator that I, that's a really really unfair way to say it. It's just that it's Well, I get what you're saying. They're trying to have the broadest appeal exactly. possible. That that's a way better way of saying it. A broader the broadest appeal, the most broad. And that's why we are going to have probably a generation like 10 15 years of absolute garbage yeah so <laughs> so dwayne johnson and this director ross and thurber thurber yeah more like more like shit shit stick fuck boy <laughs> okay wow. wow uh that's what justin wrote down on a note and passed to me <laughs> would you say so, this please him and the rock have now teamed up this is their third film so they did uh, Central Intelligence. Okay, right. And then they Boo. also did Skyscraper. Boo. Okay, I haven't watched either of those, but yeah. So they kind of now have like teamed up and they have a formula, which is the exact same formula mm-hmm. for every movie. And now they're just, pumping here it them, is. This is what it's going to be. It's going to be one and Netflix yet, you know, movie. Like, tons of people are going to watch this thing. Um, so yeah. in that regard, it'll be considered a success, right? See, the thing is, is like he also directed Dodgeball. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Dodgeball is so funny. So, Dodgeball is definitely one of those movies where if it's on TV, I stop and watch Dodge, ten yeah. or fifteen minutes Dodge, of it every time. Yeah, no shit. Like Dodgeball. Let's talk about Dodgeball for a second. <laughs> <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Like there, that movie is straight up funny. Oh yeah, it's funny. And also, that reminds me of Vince Vaughn, who has popped up in my life all of a sudden. Oh yeah, out of nowhere. Oh, so, um, he's messaging you? No, he's he was in a short. <laughs> he was in a little short video with um, Bobby Lee. Is it Bobby Lee from mm. uh, from MTV uh, Mad TV? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And he was in a couple other things, like like like, 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 he, like his his people are pushing Vince Vaughn. Let's get Vince apart. back out there. Yeah, he wants to work. Well, he was in that uh, that slasher movie that was pretty fun. That movie ruled. Yeah, that was Freaky. a fun. Yeah. That was fun. That was a fun. Movie. That was perfect for him, actually. Yeah, he was also horrible in True Detective season two. I never right. watched it. But so. actually, I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying, right? That show was horrible. That season was pretty bad. And he, no, he's partly to blame. No, I don't. I think they wrote. <laughs> he still acted in it. Yeah, I don't think he could have done anything with the, what they gave him. He yeah, I remember his dialogue being very strange. They gave him the worst monologues mm-hmm. I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to uh, what uh, uh, uh the director from the first season. Yeah, was it Carrie Fukunaga? Carrie, yeah, Fukunaga. if you listen to him, the Nick Poletti or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. that guy's a fucking psychopath um, <laughs> who got a little taste. He went straight to his brain, and he cannot mm. handle it. So Ryan didn't save the, the Red Notice. Red Notice, is that what it is? Red Notice, yeah. No. No, the thing is, is they're teaming up now, 
and this is what they make. Yeah. They yeah. make garbage. So Yeah. Obviously it's paying off for you them know, because you know what they're they getting make, paid. Though? Yeah, they make money. <laughs> money, dollar bills. Uh, what about what do we think about the rock wanting to be the next bond? No. <laughs> Have you heard that? He's yes. been saying he James, wants to be James Bond. James told me that. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've oh, ever heard. Oh, that would be terrible. Oh, that would no. be horrible. I would be so I would be so happy. <laughs> You're like finally the Bond franchise. I want I want destroyed. that franchise to die. There's no way they would allow him to be because the broccoli I feel, family. No, no. I, I feel like the Bond, whoever's in charge of the Bond, the broccoli family. I feel like it, <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Albert Broccoli. It's yeah. no, it's the family. I, I know. I'm the <laughs> oh, James. I, I don't know this. It's a woman. She's in charge. It's their the family's whole their their last name is Broccoli. Okay, and they are in charge. And okay. they have said there will never be. That's a, why those movies are so dank. A, <laughs> there'll never they'll, be a. Woman. There'll never be a woman Bond, because it goes against. Well, they seem to. The, the last movie the sort traditions of se- the of last Bond. movie seemed to set up be, because yeah. shut, that woman because to be shut the next the fuck Bond. Up, that's why. Oh, okay. That's what she said, though. She, you look it up. I mean, not you, James. Yeah, but yeah. Like, if you are interested, look yeah. it up. I honestly don't care. Um, um, but they've they've made clear lines about who can and cannot be Bond. I personally think that it should have been Idris Elba. Yeah. And it still yeah, could be. That moment. Well, it's, that moment might have passed now. But it'd be great. if I'd love it. I actually think it would be great to do some films where he's just like older in his career. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, they did movies with a couple of movies where Connery was pretty fucking old. As but why yeah. not just do a movie where he's like... In his fifties, yeah, it'd be an interesting take, right? Like it would be so interesting. Like, except that's again going back to our previous conversation. That's not what the broad audience yeah, probably e- wants to see. Except for so, if you did that, w- what is it like a three or four movie deal or something? They do two do? movies. It doesn't matter. It, no. Whatever. Say they do three movies. After that, they can go back to like a very young. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. And that it actually gives them a lot of ability or to go go old. You look with at the DC. Yeah, look at how DC's doing things now, where it's like, okay, we're not going to try to do a DCEU that's all necessarily connected anymore. And they'll just do like, oh, there's a Joker movie that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with this Batman movie that's coming out, and that's fine. And that's a better way to go, I think, overall for them. But why couldn't you do that with Bond? You could be like, hey, we're going to do this uh, thing where we do some movies Lady with Bond. Older, older Bond. We'll but do Lady Bond. We'll do Young Bond. Whatever. My like, guess would be because it's, you have a family that's in charge of something who is their cash cow. And I'd, they're not necessarily creatives. And they're just all uh, about. I like, honestly think there's a conversation had about like the integrity of Bond. I totally agree with James. Some yeah. bullshit like <laughs> yeah. that, which is like, they're fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Like, give a fucking shit. Story fun. franchise. Oh, <laughs> right. I think if The Rock was Bond, that would be like the end of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the hottest take I think you've ever had, James. Okay. Dustin, what have you watched? Uh, I've been watching AEW, some oh, wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I'm not all the way through. I, oh, you're still watching the latest pay-per-view, Full Gear? Yeah, so I'm at, um, it's like the, uh, the no rules match with, uh... Oh, okay, like, yeah, Kane? Falls Count Anywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, right. with Gr- Jurassic Goldust. Yeah, Ju- Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, yeah. and Christian, and then against the other guys Adam Adam Cole and all those guys so I, I'm at that match and that's very entertaining yeah there's some pretty wild matches on I mean, that card 
I love seeing grown men go through tables. <laughs> what can I say? Oh, you know what you should watch? Actually, I gotta go to a Buffalo Bills game. I was gonna and... say that's what you should be watching. You should be watching fucking tailgate videos from Buffalo <laughs> Bills. Oh, games. I haven't heard about this. Oh, you these heard guys are no. crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah, they always have to jump off their RV into a table. You don't know about this, Dustin? <laughs> no, I don't know about this. Okay, so here's the thing about you. Um, <laughs> you, you like have, football. Always, it's only going to be good things when you say you stats have, like that, right? Yeah, no, exactly. you have the craziest blind spots. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, where how you don't under, know that. Do you read any news or like... Try not to. <laughs> Like 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 sports websites or anything? No, no. Like James sports and websites? I, no. James, God, no. I know James does. I do read occasionally. I do quite a bit because yeah, no, I just I want to keep up with I watch something them, that's no. not. I like to watch them picture shows. <laughs> you put a coin in. <laughs> yeah, but you like football. Do you yeah, not? I, like, I pay attention to football. I don't football, understand how you don't game understand of football. But, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't, you should pay uh, attention to the culture. You don't know, understand anything about the culture surrounding teams. No, no. Okay, here. Okay. Anyway, like how Eagles fans are crazy. Well, they're from Philadelphia. That's to be expected. You want to yeah. throw batteries at people? Do you want? Yeah, exactly. Okay, go on. I'm mad gotta, at you. So they got to just... grease up the poles so they don't <laughs> climb them. Yeah, it still it doesn't deter them. No. They're like, that's a challenge. Yeah, those people. Also, those fucking people are so. Those white men are so dry that they can cr- they can climb a Vaseline pole. <laughs> I've seen it happen. Uh, but yeah, so wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, Lot, that that pay-per-view is really fun. I won't talk too much about it because you haven't finished it yet. Well, but, whatever. You can talk about it. Um, I don't know. Just a lot of fun matches. I thought the MJF uh, Darby Allen match was really good. Yeah. MJF is so good. <laughs> He's what's, so great. What's MJF stand for? Maxwell Jacob Friedman. <laughs> He's... He's so good. He's that heel we made you watch some videos oh, of yes, recently. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, but yeah, all the, almost all matches were really great on there. Um, the CM Punk match that you, I don't think you've gotten to yet. I haven't gotten to. really it. good. Can I give you a pitch um, And the for last a... match is fantastic. Can I give oh, you yeah, a pitch the... for a wrestler? Yeah. A ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> How does he use this ability in the ring? He doesn't. <laughs> but his his puppet? All his promos involve his, 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 his dummy. Is his puppet is his Paul Bearer. It's his, like, <laughs> right. his, like... Hype man, like that would fucking. That's a funny idea. I like that idea. That would be so much fun. (laughs) And like these guys are like guys and sorry, men and women. They're so talented. They're so talented. Like you got to be like fire on the mic, pretty much to be like. You can't just be athletic. But these guys, these guys are so funny and they're so clever, and like it would be so rad to have a a straight up like that would be a funny gimmick. Um, I'm yeah. surprised that no one's done it actually, or maybe they, somebody has, but not in a way that. Well, they've kind of done the puppets with uh, the one guy from um, WWE. Yeah, Bray Wyatt had his like children's yeah. show with like puppets, but yeah. he wasn't like the one operating them or whatever. No, I'm talking a straight up ventriloquist. Yeah, like no, I think, I think does, it's a fun idea. I mean, mankind like, did one with Socko. Yeah, he had Mr. Socko. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't. That's count. true. I want, I want like an actual like some. Because he played it like a psycho. I want somebody to play it completely straight. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. And he'd run all the promos. And you could use it like as a 
has a contraband weapon. Exactly. Exactly. People with his dummy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or what he could do is he could, you'd be like, pretending. I, I didn't do it. Yeah, it was him. It was him. He, he could, well, he could do is he totally. Could, he could go. He could go under the ring, grab brass knuckles, <laughs> then put it in the puppet. Oh yeah. yeah. And then be like. Let me talk to your manager. Bang! <laughs> Sounds like you need to start your wrestling career, John. <laughs> you should oh. be writing for these guys. Come on. I think that would be really fun. That's just my first idea. I honestly think we would be able to write something <laughs> amazing. We should write a pitch for AEW. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, but anyway, so that's been fun wrestling stuff that's going on right nice. now. Um, other than that, I've been watching like a bunch of cartoons i've been watching some 90s spider-man cartoons on disney plus from back in the day they rule yeah they're pretty fun uh i started watching the old justice league cartoon last night from like 2001 i think uh which is also actually pretty good it was came came out after batman the animated series so it was like kind of styled in the same way and stuff um cool yeah, and I, and like I said, I watched a few, a handful of Cowboy Bebop episodes and stuff. Yeah. So. John, did you watch the second episode of Dexter? I did. I did. I thought the second episode was better than it's, the first one. It is better. I'm in this for the campy, mm-hmm. campiness of it. Like, like I'm going to watch the whole season. Yeah. Nothing's yeah. going to stop me from watching the whole season. Yeah. Uh, I'm just in it for like, let's just go. <laughs> I, I, I actually think this is uh, ended up being a really brilliant idea. For Showtime, it's Showtime, I think. Yeah, and you know everybody involved to just I don't know, just it's fun. Well, I mean, as long as they go out better than the actual end of the show, I don't. It's it'll be a success, right? It'll probably end up with Dexter dying. Yeah, I can't see um, how he wouldn't die. And then it'll probably be his son takes over, over the mantle, uh-huh. uh, which makes sense. It also makes sense a lot more now than it did. Right when he was a baby. When he was a baby, <laughs> um, uh, it's <clears throat> yeah. Like, like like I said, to me, it's just I'm just here for it. Like yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's. Oh, and stupid. Clancy Brown showed up at the end, so yeah. that's that's yeah. promising. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's what I've been watching. Uh, I'm so for me, I'm just stuck on. Uh, well, we haven't even talked about the fact that where we live is like underwater. Yeah. So if you check, turn on the news, guys, uh, surprise, surprise, we live in Abbotsford. It's been on every... Big big time flood right now here. Yeah, we're... Uh, and yet our commitment to this program... Oh, yeah, we're here. Means we're here for you. We're... Uh, it's because of those savages. So... They need to hear the episodes. <laughs> this is... Uh, it's been kind of crazy. It's kind of been kind of a crazy week um, with everything that's been going on. We're um, all good and safe, and none of our oh, yeah, yeah. houses or homes have been destroyed or anything. But and send money. Send money anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We've, uh, I've, uh, for me, involving that or being safe and stuff like that, we've reached out as a, for the company I work with, we've offered to do um, canned water. Oh, yeah. And we've also offered to, like, be, uh, make food. We have, because we have an industrial kitchen. So, right. Um, but yeah, like, we're, things are crazy, but it's mostly inconvenience for me. So I'm not going to complain. Right. I'm going to say, uh, uh, I, James said it earlier, and I don't agree, but he said thoughts and prayers. Mm -hmm. Um, hey, they always work. Yeah, I've heard him say that a few times. Yeah. But yeah, life's been like really fucked up for the last week, but I have tried to watch some stuff. I've kept up with my 
regular shows like Succession and stuff like that. I started watching a new show called Yellow Jackets. Yeah, what? Sorry, Yellow Jackets. Oh, okay, uh, which is kind of this crazy show where this uh, high school girl soccer team is stranded. It kind of turns into Lord of the Flies, oh, okay. and then it's like their life after. But also, there's this like presence that follows them. Oh, so was, it's like a horror type of yeah. Thing. So I started watching that. Um, I haven't heard of that one. There's a couple other things, but I always feel like I've, you guys talk and you guys do your thing, and it's just like I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? <laughs> well, it's like it's <laughs> what I just like I I, I like, just you don't fit in or. <sighs> Guys, can I, feel, can I be vulnerable with you guys for a second? Uh, no, mm. I, <laughs> I I don't really watch that much stuff. Like I just watch like regular. I watch Succession and I watch yeah. like my regular shows. Yeah. I can tell you about Brooklyn Nine Nine. That shit's always on in my house. It's over now. And I tell your wife it's over. Fucking, it's not just my <laughs> wife. It's my kid. Oh, your kid likes it. Oh, my oldest loves it. He watches it over and over and over really? again. He loves it. He's hilarious. That doesn't strike me as a show that would like strike a chord with a kid. Yeah, except for when I was well, his age. Killing. Well, he's eight. <laughs> he's eight. Mm-hmm. But when I was eight, I was watching Cheers. Yeah, yeah. yeah true. Like, my favorite shows were Cheers, MacGyver, Elf. Murder, She Wrote, <laughs> Mr. <Elf>. Belvedere. <laughs> I never watched Mr. Belvedere. Um, 18. We weren't allowed to watch colored shows. Um <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Uh, it's not true. <laughs> James Different strokes. is a no no go on that. Family one. matters. Oh, oh man, I love Family Matters. <laughs> I love that show so much. There's this episode of Family Matters where um, the aunt, I think she runs a cafe or a like a which one? restaurant. <laughs> one of the ants in the show, and they there's a gang that is like I was just making a joke because they they replace the wife character after the first season of oh sorry I'm thinking of you're thinking Will, Fresh, I'm Prince, thinking of Fresh, Fresh Prince and it yeah. wasn't after the first season it was after the third season oh third season yeah. deep wow you fucking idiot so um, I just want to apologize to the listeners for my <laughs> gaff my Fresh Prince gaff I think it, get out um anyway there's this episode uh, where <laughs> where where uh, there's a, the aunt owns a cafe and like a gang uh, attacks them and like beats up like the the oldest son mm-hmm. and then I think what happens is is that um, Urkel becomes Stefan and you know Stefan right yeah yeah Dustin doesn't yeah the alter he's ego like, of- he, I, he has dead eyes and he's just looking at me <laughs> Stefan is his alter ego oh okay. Urkel's alter ego where he he's like is super cool confident and confident okay I, I have a vague memory of this and he yeah. like ends up like coming back and like fighting back that's that's my memory of it I don't know it's been twenty five fucking years so <laughs> anyway Family yeah matters to talk the things I I watched I I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. All, all I got know. nothing but dead space. Speaking of dead space, <laughs> let's talk about Armageddon. <laughs> Actually, roll, roll the roll the trailer, please. The entire world is watching the game. Someone should be watching the sky. It's a meteor shower. How big were those? The size of basketballs. This new one you're tracking. How big? It's the size of Texas, Mr. President. 
July 1st. Are you suggesting that we nuke this thing from the inside? We're bringing the world's best deep core driller. Nothing can prepare you. Promise me that you are going to come back. I promise, Grace. For the event that will rock the world. Beat me up, Scotty. This is who you found to save the planet. Bruce Willis. Billy Bob Thornton. Liv Tyler. Ben Affleck. Will Patton. And Steve Buscemi. We don't get this done, nobody else will. Armageddon is a 1998 film, PG-13. PG. Two hours and 31 minutes. Yeah, it's a long one. This movie is fucking long. It's directed by Michael Bay, written by... Uh, it's Michael Bay. It's got to be long, right? It's, uh, it's Jonathan, his contract. Yeah. Jonathan uh, fucking guy. Hensley, J.J. Uh, Abrams, and Tony Gilroy are the people on IMDb that are... Credited as writers. Credited as writers. After discovering that an asteroid the size of Texas is going to impact the Earth in less than a month, NASA recruits a misfit team of deep core drillers to save the planet. Uh, This is kind of a crazy movie as far as (laughs) cast goes. Oh, yeah. Um, Cast is crazy. Let me just run through this quick. All right. So this movie stars Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Thornton, Ben Affleck, Liv Taylor, Will Patton, Steve Buscemi, Willem Fickner, Owen Wilson, Michael Clark Duncan, Peter Stromer, Stormer, uh, yeah. Strom- it, it, it just Keith, Keith it goes, David, it goes Jason on and on. Isaacs, yeah. Like this movie is a fucking juggernaut. And when it came out in 19, 1998, I saw this in the theater. Yeah, me too. It was a fucking juggernaut. Yeah, a huge hit as I recall. I mean, Michael Bay was at the time was Hitting it out of the park with these. I mean, they're, they're all successes. You know, he had Bad Boys, and then he followed that up with The Rock, and then I think this was the next movie after that that he did. Yeah, like he couldn't lose, but like to have this cast at that time, like mm-hmm. you're really catching everybody in the peak of their career almost. I mean, Bruce Willis, well, maybe some not. Of these were, some of these were new, relative newcomers. Like Owen Wilson at the time, not that many people knew who yeah, Owen Wilson was. was. Okay, sorry. Michael I, Clark Duncan. Let me, let this me. is his first movie, Michael Clark Duncan. Is it really? His yeah. first? Yeah. He was on some TV shows okay. before this, but... I'm sorry. I should reframe that. I didn't mean at the peak. What I mean is to catch all of these people yeah. at this point You had point some people that were at, were at the top and some people that were new, hot, new, like up-and-comers, right? It's all kind co- of amazing. Together. This might be the best cast we've ever reviewed on this. Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would love to Got see that this. Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Can you imagine this cast in Predator? <laughs> like as the victims? <laughs> Well, no way, Bruce Willis. Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> I mean, is Predator. <laughs> no, Steve Billy, Buscemi is the Predator. Yeah, Steve Buscemi oh, by the way, is the Predator. Steve Buscemi um, reclaiming his mantle as uh, the creepazoid sexual predator. <laughs> yeah, because this from guy Con Air the year before this. Yeah, we have a we got to talk about. There is a lot of problems <laughs> with. <laughs> This yeah. movie. I don't even know where to start because there's I mean, so much to talk so about. So he took he took this movie because he wanted a bigger house. That's why he took the movie. Good for him, Buscemi. Yeah, and he kills it. Yeah, See, I mean, well, Buscemi's kill. Actually, I would say everybody. Everybody kills, it, in this kills movie. it. Like that's the one thing about this movie that, like, you know, when you're watching it, there's a lot of just ridiculous shit. The way that Michael Bay does stuff, the oh, way yeah. he shoots scenes, the dialogue and everything, but the cast make it pretty fun for a lot of the movie. This is 
I, have I said this already? Probably I have. I've said it like 15 times tonight. This is the best worst movie. Yeah, you did see it, say it at least once on air already. It's, but yeah, it's, it's it is. It's the best worst movie we've ever watched on this podcast. It's kind of amazing. Like, I, I, and you're saying like you don't even know what you think of it. When I was done, it's like I'm really torn in different directions watching this because. Yeah, it's it's so fucking dumb. Like it's so stupid. I mean, Michael Bay thinks this is worst movie. Does he really? Yeah, he wishes he could redo the third act. And okay. yet, the Criterion Collection have put this film out as part of their series. So, who's a genius? Michael Bay is brought to you by Whole Milk and Cocaine. <laughs> like that that guy. He, I don't know how he did this. <laughs> well it has all his tendencies his hilarious like the filth just like the filters he uses to get certain looks where it's like this commercial look you know when he's doing like the american americana montages and these emotional the sweeping music and the american flag is blowing and there's kids running across a front lawn and an oh, old yeah. ford pickup and a coca-cola sign and it's oh, like jesus am i watching a movie a music video or like a schneider's hot dog commercial or something there was way too much of that oh it's I kind found. of amazing though um Ben Affleck at one point said, wouldn't it be easier for NASA to train astronauts how to drill rather than train drillers how to be astronauts? (laughs) Of course. And Bay told him to shut up. (laughs) Oh, that was a real thing that happened? Do you want to be in this fucking movie or not, buddy? (laughs) I I mean, even Ben Affleck was on the come up at this point, right? Like he'd done Goodwill Hunting, but he wasn't like a star at this point. This is like one of his star making Uh, vehicles. I don't want to. I don't want to fucking blow my load too early, but Ben Affleck in this movie is the worst. Fucking rules. He rules. He's the worst part of the movie by far. Nope. So irritating. How is he the best? I I love him. I don't get it. I didn't say he was the best. I said he rules. Okay. I said I think he's the worst person on the cast. He's so awesome. There's just one moment. There's just one moment. AJ? Yeah, with the... The animal cracker? Yeah, you like the animal cracker scene, right? No, yeah. there was no way. That, and, okay, hold on. Crikey. Animal, the animal, no one would survive the animal cracker scene. Watch the gazelle as he grazes through the open plank. Sorry. Now look, as the cheetah approaches, watch as he stalks his prey. Now the gazelle's a little spooked, and he could head north to the ample sustenance provided by the... <laughs> Madness peaks above. <laughs> no, no, I'm not blaming Affleck for the scene. DiCaprio no, no, is not I know. surviving that. Like, uh, no. Well, maybe. <laughs> Leo? Come on. No. No. No one is... is No. I'm sorry. No. No. There's, this, there's a couple scenes where he just does this little extra stuff with, like, the way he... Like, his facial... Like, the way... Like, his little... Like, he... he he does like a little like uh, I don't know what do you say like somebody gives you bad news and he does this little like tick okay. of like he's trying not to be upset or sad and but like he does this little bit I don't know I just, I totally bought him I can't mm-hmm. uh, you look at Dustin and Dustin you look at James you guys can both both I fuck mean, yourself I I think he's a victim of the writing because yeah, his character is in a position to not but be likable be, because it's just it's brutal like the the whole thing about this movie is you can't trust 
your smarty pants scientists at NASA. <laughs> I'm a I'm a driller. Okay, I know. Hold on a second. I know fucking drills. I know no. fucking drills. Okay, so you gotta trust me. <laughs> All right, so let's let's. I, we, we, gotta, wanna, we gotta I, find a starting point, a, a way in, uh, a way into this movie. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, hold <laughs> okay. on. What did you say there? You went. You uh, smarty pants. Smarty. <laughs> yeah, let's keep. Yeah. Pants. Why are we recording it? We're recording it for posterity. I don't know if you need to write it down. <laughs> I do. Um, let's just say doctors. Doctors. I'm gonna write that from my notes because I'll be, be able to bring it back. Because mm. anti, it, this movie is anti-intellectual. Oh, well, it's 100%. kind of a it's kind of a weird blend where it it wants the NASA guys to look smart at times, but also be like, oh, these fucking Poindexter's and their fucking no. math and shit. It's also it's yeah. also it's 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 anti intellectual, um, and it's it's pro Billy Bob. <laughs> Billy Bob rules. Well, Billy Bob he couldn't be an astronaut. He couldn't be an astronaut because he's a fucking cripple. Yeah, and we're supposed to be. I'm not sympathetic towards him. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I couldn't be an astronaut also. You know why? I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got our things, Billy Bob. Yeah. Holding us back. Um, so let's just get back to what this movie is. First of all, James, did you pick this movie? No, I did. No. Why, why does everyone keep saying that? <laughs> because this is a yeah, James, no, James this, was, this was a James movie. This is a James movie through and through. <laughs> Dustin, why did you pick this film? Uh, I felt like it had been a while since we had done a big dumb blockbuster, and when I was thinking about that, I was like, "Well, what's the biggest and dumbest blockbuster that comes to mind?" And this was the, one of the first ones I thought of. Um, well, we did Avatar. We did Avatar. That was that, that was like six months ago already, or something. Okay, I'm just saying. That's true. That's on this level of big dumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just felt like this kind of stupid movie. This is better than Avatar. <laughs> Why well, know what's funny? I was looking up Avatar being like, did we do Avatar The Lost Airbender? And I was like Googling it to like see if we did it. And I was like, oh no, it's the, the blue people Avatar. Oh, but we can totally do the Avatar The Lost Airbender live action movie too, John. We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it eventually. Um, it's not even fucking funny. <laughs> don't even joke about that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's why I chose it. I just wanted. I just felt like we needed to do a big. It's felt like a while since we've done a big one. Um, we've been doing a lot of smaller movies and uh, foreign movies. And so, what's like your that. your relationship with this film then? When yeah, did you I see saw it? I saw it in the theater when it came out. I think I remember liking it at the time because I was stupid. It's <laughs> interesting because I remember not liking it. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it. No, I remember liking it. So I don't. I don't think I liked it as much as I liked The Rock. Which, I was like 15 when this movie came out. Yeah, and I remember not liking it at all i think i had fun with it because the cast is so fun like it's so dumb and like even the even the lines they're delivering aren't really good but they make it fun like will Patton and steve buscemi michael clark duncan like all owen wilson is fucking hilarious in this and his little bits that he gets to do he's barely uh, in it i know he's barely in it. and then he dies like once yeah. they get into space and stuff but He's got some funny shit that he delivers in this movie, like when I, he's talking about like the worst environment imaginable. That's all you have to say. Yeah, <laughs> like that stuff. Like I don't know. So I I think it's even now watching it, I'm like, do I low key like this movie in a way? Well, and that's actually something that I fought with throughout the film was, do I like this movie? And I don't <laughs> because I wasn't happy. <laughs> watching it but i was like i know that i'm supposed to like this well i think for me it hits a certain sweet spot 
the same way that Batman and Robin does, actually, where it's so outlandish and so fucking ridiculous. I mean, Batman and Robin is way more outlandish than this. This is pretty fucking ridiculous. Batman and Robin is like, they all know how outlandish this is. I don't agree I'm not with sure that. that they did. I don't this, think... This is insane. I think that the people in this movie are... The actors are way more aware of what they're doing than Batman and Robin. I think Batman and Robin is great because they're so delusional. <laughs> they think they're making a movie. But look, okay, Batman and Robin came out the year before this. Like, what a weird time for major Hollywood like action movies where this is what the product was like this is what they were like yeah this is good like this is awesome people ate this shit up so the interesting thing about um, this movie is a lot of the scenes are actually shot at NASA in like facilities that normally people aren't allowed to be in but because of the popularity of like Top Gun movies like Top Gun and how after Top Gun came out, um, the recruitment went like skyrocketing. Oh shit! Yeah. So they saw this the same way that right. NASA was going to the recruitment would be huge. And well, and fast forward to that shot near the end of the movie after the astronauts have saved the day, or the miners, I should say. Yeah. And then you got those kids like running through the field with their like exactly. space shuttle toys in their. <laughs> this is just a giant advertisement. Mm. For basically the U.S. military that's, and NASA, it's called propaganda. Yeah, <laughs> it's called propaganda. It's absolutely, and and that's and, Michael Bay is good at this shit. Like, yeah, that's not. So was fucking. Uh, what's his? God, I drank too many drinks. Uh, what's his name? Um, the German propaganda guy. Yes, yeah. whatever the fuck his name was. Uh, yeah, not Heimlich. I'm uh, just saying there's a there's a certain skill there. I'm not I'm Himmler. not making a moral yeah, judgment Himmler. on it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, there's two movies in this movie. There's yeah, you got the first half. The, the, oh, the, by the way, getting the team sorry, together, sorry, training. I'm, I'm I'm interrupting. It's Goebbels. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking Goebbels, James. You're Goebbels of this podcast. <laughs> okay, that was unfair. I take it. <laughs> that was is unfair. that a compliment? Or? No, it's not oh. a compliment. <laughs> All right. Well, he was good at it, wasn't he? <laughs> Yeah, Goebbels is actually kind of rad. So he invented this thing where you would take uh, two uh, cameras and you put them on a. So you'd have a two cameras on a board, uh-huh. and then you'd have that board on like a stick, right? So then you would hold that and you would record a often a fake attack or like a ship sinking, and it would make it look like two ships. Like, oh, I were, see. Right, and they would show that. The, the propaganda would then like recirculate right. and they would show that to the German people and it would be like, look how good we're doing. Right. See how we took down these two ships. Yeah. He was an amazing propagandist, just like Michael Bay, just like Michael <laughs> Bay. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Bruckheimer. Yeah. And Bruckheimer, you know, he's, his hands are all over these movies. Oh, he's, but... I see his little thingies, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, they also like all the romance shit that's oh, put into this. It's unbearable. It was put in after Titanic came out. Oh, okay. That the, makes sense. The original script didn't have any of that shit. Right. I bought it all. <laughs> so I hate the first 
part. I actually really hour. like the first part, other than the romance stuff. It's an hour long. It's an hour. It's so fun though. Like it's all the people they being space, goofy. It's an hour. Yeah. Okay, and that would be great. In a normal movie, this movie is two and a half fucking hours long. The pacing in this movie is dog shit. Okay, now we're gonna get into an argument. Yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> There's no way. This movie that is you two can and a half hours long. Giving nine out of ten. A nine for out of pacing. ten for pacing. It does You're not. It does Dustin. not slow down ever. No. It's it's a lot of things. This movie. You, it's no, fucking okay. bananas. But it is never boring. Even when there's a scene where it's just dialogue and a person is sitting. Bay's got the camera like fucking spinning around them to make it seem like it's an action sequence. It's hilarious to me. I love it. <laughs> It never slows down. I was it's so relentless. Fucking bored. Oh, I was not. No, I was. Not for a I moment. was bored. I was so bored. Honestly, once they went to space and they got into the space station, I was like, okay, well, like Peter Stormare starts acting crazy. They like, add one more oh, crazy character to an already group of fucking crazy. Peter Stormare is fucking awesome. It's great. Actually, when they first went in, I'm like, why did they add this in? Like this movie's already stop fucking. And get gas. Yeah, this movie's already <laughs> fucking long. But then as the movie went on, I'm like, oh no, it makes sense because he's like so awesome in the movie. He is awesome, and it's funny, you know, to to stand out as a crazy character in this movie where like basically everyone is some kind of nuts. Yeah, um, but this is like this is like the fucking Ocean's Eleven of dumb fucks <laughs> going to space, like and doing shit, and they'll get their own fucking story. I gotta go watch these dumb. I gotta watch them go to a goddamn sex club. The fuck out of here! Yeah, I don't give a shit. It's unnecessary. Yeah, I got a goddamn life to live. You gotta throw a little bit of everything in there. A little bit of sauce in your stew. You got some some sex appeal. There's too some many perverted no, characters. No, no, no. And every, <laughs> and so I have to separate once again. I have to separate the story from the acting because everybody <laughs> destroys yeah. at what they do. It's just that I don't have the time. <laughs> I don't. Have yeah. The time. Well, this is what's entertaining to me about it is that like. Despite the fact that the script is appallingly stupid, that Michael Bay's direction is unbelievably obnoxious and silly. I want to pause on something you said there. It's unbelievably obnoxious and stupid and perfect. <laughs> well, it's amazing it's, at the same time. Well, he, 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 he's perfect. Well, that's why I'm talking it's about like being he's, so divided about how I feel about the movie, though, because there's all this stuff that is so hokey to me. But like you can't deny his it's honest, skill. It's I know. But there's parts of it where it just it's like. Grown Ups, the movie Grown Ups, like it's just so stupid, and it's just well. That's what that's why I'm saying. Uh, it, I find it so entertaining, though. Is like you're talking about these actors, even though they're in this dumb movie with this dumb script, they make it very watchable to me. Like okay, all the parts are, are to, amusing to me. But could you compare it to Funny People in that sense, where Funny People is a, is a movie where it is very very long. Yeah, it's a long, Very slow, long. meandering kind of slow movie. Slow and meander, but it's almost the reflection of that, where everybody does their job incredibly well. Yeah, that was a weird movie because Judd Apatow, I think, was trying to do like a Altman kind of thing, very right? Mu- oh, very much. So. Um, and I remember really liking it when I saw it in the theater, but then haven't watched it since. So I, watched, I can't. I would exactly the same way. Yeah, but I think that's the point of this movie too, where it's like. Everybody kills it. Like Sandler killed it 
<laughs> you know, like 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 everybody did did their job. I mean, job. you got Bruce Willis still caring about what he's doing this on the screen. This might be here. the last movie he cared about. I this mean, might have broken him. Actually, <laughs> I mean, he he hated Michael Bay. He oh, said I, he I would, bet he said he would never work with him again. Which, Doesn't surprise me. I, I don't mean, even know which one is the asshole, though. That's the problem. Well, exactly. no, they're both. They're both the worst they're, people you've ever met. <laughs> it's like if, if the if the worst people you ever met met in front of you, and you're like, "That's a double dose." I'm probably free for a while. It's, I, it's I just so like, I don't know. Like even at the beginning, where he's like chasing Ben Affleck around shooting at him. It's just like... Oh, yeah, okay. So let's start with that. What the fuck? Oh, wait, no, no. Let's start with him shoot, hitting golf balls at Greenpeace uh, okay. off the rig, well, off the oil rig. That is like no. a, Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Okay. So America, America. fuck these Greenpeace fucks. So this fucking is, pussies. Fucking pussies. Hippies. That yeah. always hit me. I want to get this out of the way at the very beginning. The very beginning. We, we, are, are, we're like we are at 40 the beginning. We are at the beginning. I'm going to get this out of the way. I'm not going to talk about it in detail, but nobody hates Americans and actual human beings more than people like Michael Bay who make movies like this. Because all they care about is this fictional idea of like manlyhood, of like working class, of like us versus them. It's right versus left. And this movie is one of the most right-wing films we've ever watched on this podcast. <laughs> it is all about it is all about how it is I mean Rambo Last Blood is pretty, Rambo Last Blood's pretty yeah, yeah, right. up there. But this this movie is all about like trying to justify well, hey, John, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Where ahead. were those Greenpeace p- pussies when these guys were on the fucking asteroid saving the saving world? Saving the motherfucking world. <laughs> I, don't think, huh? I don't think they were asked to be America. there. America. <laughs> USA. USA. And I think that's what really gets me. And like, I think that, that that's personified when the characters are um, given uh, an option to write down what they their, their list of demands. Oh, right. And one of their demands is they don't want to pay taxes anymore. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? This well, is so goddamn stupid. Like, well, they also wanted to know who killed Kennedy. <laughs> that balances it out, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's just like... So I think the story with that is Michael Bay actually got them all to write down what they would ask for. And the Get one and what they read out is actually what they wrote down. Cool. <laughs> Sounds rad. So. Sound like cool people. <laughs> Sound like really super cool people. The funny thing is you're talking about the how one guy wanted eight tracks to be brought back. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that. That's why I don't believe it. Because <laughs> no one would write that down. It'd be funny. <laughs> Actually, it's true. Uh, the funny thing is, is like we're talking about this movie is so like rah rah America, except for the Russian. Basically, the Russian's like big time hero. He's big time, but that's not what. But no, you know what's sorry. Well, I was saying for, to James's point, but that's not what these movies do. They present it as America is going to do everything, and then it just happens to be another person helps. The Russian guy right, tags. Right. Along. The Russian guy tagged along. Yeah, but he only did it through Although he America. Is instrumental in a couple of scenes to to helping make sure everything works. Oh yeah, um, but there is the hilariously racist way that Michael Bay shoots. Like, oh, we need some shots of another country. Oh, here's Shanghai getting hit by part of the me- that meteoroid yeah, or whatever, yeah. and it's like. 
is this supposed to be 1932 Shanghai? <laughs> like they're all in like little boats and like it's all like there's I nothing know. modern or whatever. They're all like gathered around little huts and stalls and stuff. And I, it's like, Jesus. I found it really weird. I couldn't put my finger on what was wrong with that scene. <laughs> and that's what it is. I'm like, this just looks... But it's like, I don't know if it's Bay or if it's like the studio is like, oh, no, no, we need we, we need stuff that so Americans will know that this is oh, this it's, is it's, Asia. It's, it's totally this is both. It's totally both. It's like a fictional like, oh, here's version. France. Here's France. They're sitting yeah. around. He's got like a European motorcycle yeah. and they're sitting by. <laughs> they're at a cafe eating a fucking baguette yeah. on the side of the they're road all, before yeah, they get s- wiped off the map. They're all smoking cigarettes and wearing those fucking hats. It's so funny to me. It's, it's so ridiculous. But that's what they do. That's what Bruckheimer does. That's what Michael Bay does is they do this like raw, raw America shit. And here's the thing. I kind of respect them for it because they're at least they're being honest. Like they're being completely honest about like this is well, this is, it, is, it like, what is we, this what we see the world as or is it like this is what we think the audience sees the, mo- the, no, mo- the world as? It's, it's, this is the audience will recognize this as those, being yeah. those are the same thing. I guess yeah. the audience sees the world as that, and that's what they want to see. Like, see, I think let's we, just breaking let's break it down into the simplest terms. And so yeah, we, have I'm a, we, have a, we have a quick shot, yeah, only, and we know where this is supposed to the be. The only reason they show Canada is is because they can't afford polar bears <laughs> and fucking icebergs <laughs> and shit. I think we would think uh, Michael Bay is amazing if he was like, oh, no, like I, I do this because it's like ironic and funny. Mm-hmm. But this is just you don't who get he that, is. You don't get that sense no, no, no. from him. No, I think if like a can like honestly, if it's a, not like the guy that made Torque, who was also a commercial director. Right. And actually like leaned into making a ridiculous sort of mockery of the Fast and Furious movies and stuff. If Verhoeven made this movie. Yeah. It would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I would love that. Verhoeven's take on Armageddon. Like we have the Michael Bay one. Now let's see his version. I that would see, be amazing. Actually, <laughs> I, I think this movie, this podcast should just be called What if Verhoeven made it? <laughs> Because it's always going to be better. Oh, yeah. There's no way it's going to be worse. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be really intriguing. Um, I mean, I don't even know what to go over other than I saw Miss O'Neill in the movie. April O'Neill? April O'Neill. I'm stepping in. Oh, is that Will Patton's ex with the kid? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I I got to say. I was wondering where she was from. Yeah. Uh, I recognized her, but I didn't know why. That makes yeah, I, that's. Hilarious. And then the gangster where he gets the money from, trapped in paradise. Yeah, and I I was waiting for you guys to bring that one up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there we go. There he is. Uh, <laughs> that was hilarious, and I thought that was a funny plot point too, was that he was going to take all this money out because he didn't think he was coming back. I mean, there is stuff that's funny in the movie. That... Uh, there is stuff that's funny. Like I get it, and it just so happens he survives, and right, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. It's easy for you to say you're not the one that owes a, a bookie a whole bunch of money or whatever, right. or loan shark. <laughs> so, um, and we, you know, once they're in space, we get that action set piece at the Russian space station where, of course, everything goes wrong and it all blows up. And the most, I love that there's all these huge fiery like explosions in space, <laughs> Michael Bay. Yeah, exactly. Which <laughs> it just looks cool, man. It looks cool. It doesn't matter. There's so much shit blowing up. That's the other thing is, I guess I I read a thing where um, 
new NASA managers or something, they show this movie to uh, new NASA employees and they get him to write down how many mistakes there are. Like how many? How like, many things that are just like total horseshit? And I think it was something like 127, <laughs> 127 <laughs> mistakes or some something like that. In the whole movie, I'm and, surprised it's not more. <laughs> yeah, like things that wouldn't work. Oh, because there's all we had all these like egghead scenes where it's like they're trying to figure out what's what. Oh, it's going to be this many hours till it hits us, and what what you know what are the plans to avoid this? And I don't know. Like that's just all jargon. Like, uh. I'm not going to fact check that stuff. Just, well, of course not. Nobody is. I know. But like they try to go through all these complex like, okay, remember about getting kicked in the balls and then like you would go in outer space. So like if we jump this canyon <laughs> and we do the calculation, right? I love the way Michael Clark Duncan plays that scene though. And she's like, so if I were to kick you in the balls, Bear, what would happen? And just like his... Uh, I'd float away. <laughs> Just, I don't know. There's some really amusing shit in this. But I, I wanted to bring up Will Patton because, you know, in a cast full of like crazy colorful characters, I, I think he's pretty amazing, that guy. Uh, he's an actor I've always liked and he still shows up and stuff. He was just in Minari like last year. But um, I thought Will Patton was absolutely the standout he's so great even in the the small dramatic bits he's getting to do he's yeah. like the only one where i feel like i kind of care about him <laughs> where it's i like, absolutely agree with you uh he every time he was on screen he completely stood out to me he's, well, he's he manages to be funny too a bunch uh, amongst all the funny shit that's going he's on he's also an, such an amazing actor yeah he's great he's he, oh and he always has been he always but he's like just such a great like uh, what's the fucking word? Um, character actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, they don't get enough credit. Yeah, he really deserves a lot of credit. To stand out in the movie with this cast, I think, is kind of remarkable. Because I would, like, now that you bring it up, like I would say he is the number one person that I what I would pick out as being like who's the all star of this cast. And yeah, and he, even even his story is written in a ridiculous fashion yeah, like of he goes going to see, to see the ex and the, the, the kid and, and yeah. oh and then at the and end she won't let him see him and then of course at the end they show up and hug him and all uh, stuff yeah, like i hated but, that though. oh no it's terrible but he is so good like even in that scene where he goes to see her which is a terribly written scene he he, he makes it he makes it fucking work like i don't know i don't understand how he did it because it felt like he was playing with a completely different like rule book of everybody else um, I would say Ben Affleck is probably the second best. <laughs> I personally, I think like Ben Affleck. I just don't I, think he's good in this. I movie. think he's really good in this. Um, um, I think that might be partially because it's this young Ben Affleck who I loved at that time. Mm-hmm. But Steve Buscemi is his, really funny. Oh man, I mean, his character is so annoying, and all the stuff with so Liv Tyler annoying. is like unwatchable. <laughs> Uh, except that. for that Aerosmith track. Oh, yeah. But there's an egregious amount of Aerosmith. I mean, it should be illegal to have this much Aerosmith on a soundtrack. I looked up if Aerosmith was popular before this. Like, as in, like, was there a gap between, like, Aerosmith? Well, they had, they had come back in the 90s with a big album. And they, that's the thing. They came back, like, The two, Living on the Edge or whatever. Yeah, they came back two years earlier. Yeah. And I was like, because I was like, oh, You got to please. keep that momentum going. I was, fingers crossed, I was like, please let... Uh, this movie be like how Aerosmith came back into pop culture 
but it wasn't. No, they no, it was did, before this because they, they did had, they had crazy own, with. And that uh, pisses me off. <laughs> they did it with that crazy. Remember they had Alicia Silverstone in that music video. Well, and Liv Taylor. And Liv Tyler, yeah, both of them. Tyler. Uh, but yeah, there, I don't know. There's some fun stuff in space, like the ridiculous jump. It's so ridiculous, like. It's just the thrusters. He's got to climb on the outside of the fucking moon truck. I know, but it's <laughs> hanging un- by a cord. It's stuff. unnecessary. What do you mean unnecessary? This is a maximalist trashter piece. <laughs> You've got to have some of this shit going James, on. James, you would have made this movie. I know I would have made this movie. <laughs> this is your movie, James. Unnecessary. It's it's unnecessary, but whatever. he does everything to the maximum. Okay. It, we can't just have the truck have to make a jump. It also the thrusters have to break so that it starts to float into space. I know, and then the guy has to climb and hang on the outside of the of truck. Of course, like he does. everything has to be as pushed to the limit as it can be. And then like oh, and then we can't dig through the plate because it's the hard part that we landed on. We landed on the wrong part of the rock. And then I mean oh, also Will Fickner, awesome. I was gonna say, can I go through some of my notes? Yes, please. I'm missing page two, which I'm going to assume is the most important page. <laughs> yes. But uh, my first notes were, um, I forgot so many people were in this movie. I forgot uh, William Fickner was in it. He's Owen fucking Wilson, great. Keith David. Yeah. Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin for that scene where he's walking side, his dog. Side note, what happened to Eddie Griffin? Eddie Griffin was great. What happened to him? He was fun. Yeah, I saw. Oh, you him mean in like the, why is he not in movies and stuff anymore? In the beginning, and it's the... like, what? Why is he in this? <laughs> uh, he, Seth Rogen shares a story about meeting Eddie Griffin in a elevator and the stuff he had to say about the Jewish people and how they ru- run Hollywood and keep him out of the movies. I'm guessing I understand now <laughs> okay. why Eddie Griffin is out. <laughs> By the way, I love Seth Rogen. <laughs> um, some other notes: uh, we got explosions. A lot of explosions. Uh, A lot of explosions. Why is Criterion, and I think I understand now at the end why it's Criterion, and we can wrap that up at the end, but um, what's our feelings on Billy Bob in this movie? I like him in this movie. I like him. I think he plays a role pretty good. I, I thought, I kept expecting the scene, it's actually from Apollo 13, where they're like... All right, here's what they got on the ship. We got to figure out how to make this. Right, right. That's a true story. I know. I was (laughs) expecting that scene in this because it just seems like. Oh, yeah. But um, that's some Ron Howard goodness. But I hate all the stuff. Is it Will Fitchner? William Fitchner. William Fitchner. I hate all that stuff at the end. He's going to blow up. The, they're going to set up. Where? Help me dismantle this bomb. Ugh, why did you bring a gun to space? <laughs> There's got to be a bomb that's going to go off, too. Also, <laughs> why the fuck do the the Land Rover things have machine guns on them? Because <laughs> you, so you can destroy, uh, you can destroy terrain to America, get through areas. Because America. America. It makes no America. fucking sense. He's got to use the Gatling guns to shoot out of the side of the space shuttle oh, so I'm they sorry. can drive the truck out. I know, but that's what I mean. It doesn't, <laughs> Have you never what? played a video game, you dumb fuck? It makes no sense. As soon as he did that, oh, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm liking the movie more and more the more we talk about it. I mean, I definitely would have put machine guns on there of course but, why wouldn't you have machine guns but it's kind of like why and then uh we haven't even talked about space dementia yet. okay yeah. so i got a couple other things i want to talk about my notes space here space dementia um skipping page two which i swear skipping 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 had all of the most important <laughs> moments um i did notice that there had to be that weird sex club scene 
Yeah, you've got that it was, a few times. It was the 90s. Um, but also... I mean, I put that in now. <laughs> well, the bl- Blade comes to mind. As yeah. Like, right, yeah. Which Blade... We haven't talked about this on the podcast, but there's a new Blade coming out. Fuck yeah. And I'm here for it. Well, we, most- first we got to do Blade 3 before we do the new one. <laughs> Thundercunt. Oh, actually, you got to remind me of something at the end. There is so much of people just doing their fucking jobs in this movie. Yeah. Just like, do hey, them well. do your job. I'm going to film it. I'm Michael Bay. I'm going to do spin around you like four times. People are going to love it. I mean, and let's not forget, Bruce Willis has never missed a depth that he's shot for. Oh, no. Yeah, he was shooting for 800 feet. He's never met a, missed a depth. Um, he went to like 809. Then you got all the drama about the government. Are they going to set it off, the bomb off early? Are they going to let them do our fucking jobs up here? So oh, I hate all that. Like I know. <laughs> I, at this point, when I'm doing my notes, I'm at... Uh, you got to trust me. I, I know the machine. <laughs> <laughs> I write down, this movie is exceptionally made, and yet I just don't care about anything. Because I don't care about anything. I mean, I can't say I was emotionally invested in it, but I I don't know. I had fun watching it. Okay. And I think this is the most like important note that I wrote. Now that we are in space, it's a bunch of scenes where things are happening that I don't understand that seem important but lack proper context. And that's one hour of this movie. <laughs> is one hour of people. Wait, what didn't you understand? Okay, so it's just space go- jargon. Space shit. Space jar- just you jump- don't know what space dimension is? Is that what jumps- you're trying to yeah. tell me? It just jumps from s- space this to space that to I think I have an idea to twirl 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 yeah to everybody in the same lighting in the same outfit where i don't understand <laughs> who's doing what i don't understand what their jobs doesn't are fucking matter i mean <laughs> it I kinda, does matter to me <laughs> i do kind of like most of the stuff in space because it's just crazy action it's just non-stop i was it's stoned non-stop. and just was like i don't understand who's who at this point like people were just people and it was like I don't no, know. I didn't have that issue. I don't know what the fat guy's doing versus what. The like, fat guy was drilling, and then his drill bit is he blew his tranny, and then he went flying off into space. He hit it. And a then gas uh, Steve Buscemi said, something. Bye. Whatever and then it turns was. out there was rules about like Max. how we, we Bye, shouldn't Max. have done these different jobs, and how, like we shouldn't do certain things with like drive trains or whatever. And I was like, I don't know. Oh, understand. dude, that's just like it's just a bunch uh, of shit. You know I mean? know it's a bunch oh, of shit. Oh, I blew a tranny. Get the other tranny. But I don't want to he- <laughs> pull out the other one. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Gone through some drill bits. Six now, drill bits. Now I'm like contemplating things and I'm like thinking about time and I'm like, what is happening? And oh, now yes. I'm you know, about, but you're high. You're but, thinking but about now, stupid but, shit that you don't I'm, need to be thinking about during yeah, a movie. But now like this. I'm thinking about how the fact they haven't eaten. And yeah, they never eat. And they haven't gone to the bathroom. <laughs> they haven't gone to the bathroom. And I'm like, it's no time for that shit. Don't put me in a. What I'm saying is, don't put me in a position where I'm thinking about that. Well, it's good because they never showed them eating or shitting. So it's not, not important. So then it's not like they show it once and then you have to show it continuously. No, right. but it would be you know because my I have aliens argument where alien in aliens they show them eating. Right, mm-hmm. which makes you never think about it again, because they're being because what they do is they say, "Look, they ate." Right, this is a thing that happens in their life. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie is like, well, they have animal crackers. 
that's, that's, on, that's on Earth. Debatably, yeah. the cookies. Cookies, <laughs> yeah, cookies. What I'm saying is, is that like in in aliens, they show them actually like sharing a meal. Yes, which I don't think they're going for the same feeling as aliens but necessarily. Do you understand what I mean by yes, saying? Yes, absolutely. Don't put me in a position where I'm wondering. Yeah, but this is this kind of movie. Like, I don't expect them to try to do that kind of shit. All the stuff in outer space is it's like it's a Criterion movie. It's a Criterion film. Sorry, James. <laughs> all all the stuff in outer space is like maybe 15, 20 minutes, like of actual time. It's an hour and a half of real <laughs> no, time. No, no, I understand that, but like, there's it happens very quickly. They get into space. They go to the station. They go around. They shoot around the moon. They shoot around. Yeah, they shoot around the moon. Crash. Bruce Willis dies. And yeah. Bruce Willis sacrifices himself in the most emotional Shoot. moment in any film ever. Should we talk about our favorite scenes? Uh, well, I want to talk about space dementia first. We didn't talk about space dementia. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's so get excited. into this space okay, dementia. Can we, can we just do one? Can we agree on one thing? We're going to rein Dustin in on how excited he is to talk about very stupid things about this movie. I mean, we, the space dementia thing is funny. We need to finish this movie off. I just think it's a hilarious line. William Fickner's like, mm, he's got space dementia. <laughs> like, that's a fucking thing that All we're right. supposed I, to know. I know. So as a person who watches a lot as of... As a recovering <laughs> space dementia patient. Who watches a lot of uh, Twilight Zone from, like, the fucking 60s or this whatever. This shit is real. And listens to a lot of radio from like X minus one, which is like the precursor. Um, that is a thing that is talked about so much in like old sci-fi is space dementia or like space sickness or whatever. Well, I mean, and they do all kinds of psychological tests on astronauts, right. To make sure that they're not, they're not going to lose their shit when they go up there. They're going to be able to hold it down. Um, that's the other thing. Oh, I don't want to get into this, but like, Yes, you do. They're so... There's these, Harry telling me I'm doing it wrong. There's Harry being disappointed in me. There's, <laughs> these are the worst... Those scenes. <laughs> all those scenes with them talking about the shrink. I know. I could, I could handle it up there, but I don't know if I can handle it in, in this room. <laughs> it's gold, man. Well, yeah. What are they talking about? Like, oh, that's the... With boobs. And this is... this. That's you with boobs. <laughs> So dumb. It's so bad. It's so stupid. Bear getting up, he's getting up on the table and dancing with his shirts off. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. And then they gotta uh, s- stick the probe up the ass. Oh, hilarious! None of these people would have <laughs> fucking survived. They have so much fucking uh, ketamine in their system. Oh yeah, right. It's like we found a bunch of ketamine in one of them. It's a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> Some of these guys are big guys. Like, they, oh, like they, they wouldn't have survived the trip. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which I fucking love that. But they don't... I don't think they play into it enough. Like, the movie takes itself a little bit too seriously. Oh, man. I don't, every, I like, don't know. Is there every, anything bad to say about... <laughs> no, there's nothing bad to say about this film. Uh... I just everything is pushed like I was saying to the extreme where like okay now Bruce Willis is going to sacrifice himself he's going to stay on the asteroid he's going to set off the detonator so that everyone else can live Earth it's like the highest stakes of any movie that c- there could be right and so they're flying away on the space shuttle and then of course there's like a, a, some sort of uh, disruption and Bruce Willis goes flying and he loses <laughs> he doesn't even have the he's got to get the thing before they, they pass the point where it's too late to yeah and then, <laughs> It's just, How many times does it come down to like five? 
Yeah. <laughs> over and over. Like, the actual bomb like, is counting down. Jesus the, Christ, guys. Like, you if get they that, pass this point Most movies get that up. once. <laughs> You've had it four times. And that's what I'm saying, man. It also, never stops. didn't they need two bombs? Two? No, they, had, they drilled down and then they put the one down there. I the, know, but wasn't the idea that there was going to be two? I thought what two, the second one was the backup. Oh, is that was that the plan? That's what I thought. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter, you guys. Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> they I watched, saved the day. I watched this movie Save with it. the same diligence I would watch like a um, like a Harlequin romance movie, <laughs> like on the Women's Network. Yeah, you watch a lot of those. No, I, w- I kind of want to. <laughs> they look dope. They look fun. Do we? Do, I don't think they have the Women's Network in other countries. I think it's called like the. the uh, what's the name of that goddamn place uh, Hallmark that, or, Hallmark or, channel um, Yeah right Hallmark Yeah Women's Network in Canada Is like the Hallmark channel Yeah more or less Yeah um, But yeah I don't know So I totally recognize That this movie is Is trash And it's stupid And it's Fucking ridiculous Can we talk about How this movie is Absolutely anti-intellectual Yeah Cause the The miners are the guys You need to save the day Not the fucking astronauts But Ben Affleck was right when he challenged Michael Of course Bay. he was. Because <laughs> this movie makes no sense. Super smart fucking people go to space. Yeah. They're the best of us. <laughs> yes. We don't sense. That's the whole premise of the movie. Don't Talk send... about the wrong stuff when they're walking and they're walking and they're a bunch of goofs and Max does his little. <laughs> I'm sorry. Michael Clark Duncan, physical specimen, would not probably have survived. The yeah. trip to space. Mm-hmm. Max, Max definitely wouldn't have. No, <laughs> is that the fat guy from fucking? Uh, yeah, what's he from? He's from uh, is Running from? Man. No, no, he's not from Running Man. Do you think he was the Dynamo guy? He's from the yeah. football movie. Uh, what necessary Blue, roughness? Blue Velvet. Uh, no, Blue uh, Velvet. <laughs> no, uh, Varsity Blues. Oh, he's in Varsity Blues. Is he Varsity Blues? He might have been. Yeah. I don't want your life. <laughs> I think we've quoted that movie many times on this show. Man, that's a movie. This movie is so anti-intellectualist. Like, anti It's so anti-intellectual, which makes it a perfect American movie. I'm, Armageddon might be the most perfect is a slice American of Americana. film yeah. ever made. So uh, what, for that, I'm going to have to give it 10 stars. T- 10 out of 10. What did you want to bring up about it being a Criterion movie? So... I'm trying to work through the logic of why this is a Criterion film. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the Criterion thing. And I well, think if you like, if you look at their movies that they choose, they're generally like more artsy, you know, more grounded in reality. Like, what's the they're, point of or, Criterion? So I've never looked into it's, it. It's kind of like, like being like we're selecting special good films for this huge collection, and then we put them out on. DVD and Blu-ray and and these nice sets for real film lovers. We do nice sets, but we also do like we clean them up. Yeah. Yeah. Restore. So I think that I'm, I'm trying to figure out why this is a criterion film and I haven't looked into this at all, but I think it has to do with the fact that I think this is a, is a incredibly directed film. I think this movie is actually amazingly well made. Yeah, from a technical point of view, there's a lot of things that Michael Bay does very well. It's acted perfect. Like, everybody kills it. No you think one that's is, why it's in the Criterion, though? I'm just saying, what I'm saying is, like, it, it hits all these beats. 
there's nothing. I mean, it's a shining example of what it is. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why this Armageddon is the best of what it is. No movie has ever been this good at being. It might be Michael Bay at his bayiest too. Well, you say it's this or The Rock. Yeah, I think this is. I would say this. This is more Bay than The Rock. I, I mean, so, The Rock is subdued compared to this. So there's, there's The Rock, there's The Rock, Armageddon, and Bad Boys. Uh, don't forget Pearl Harbor. <laughs> and Pearl, well, Pearl Ben Affleck as well. Yes. Um, Pearl Harbor is absolute dog shit. I haven't seen it since it came out. It is shit. That movie Probably is so fucking boring. I miss you. <laughs> I think this might be the uh, the greatest example of a very specific type of American filmmaking, and I think that's why it's there. But but he has two movies. The Rock, I think, is also Criterion. Is The Rock also in the Criterion I collection? I believe so. I could James see that. I could, that would make more sense James, to me in look a way. That up. <laughs> James fact checker. Um. Yeah, I don't know what else there's to talk about. I mean, James, you had something you wanted us to remind you about, to talk about. Uh, no, after we're done. Oh, after the show. Okay. No, no. Like, after we give our review. Well, we were supposed to talk about it at the beginning. Should we rate the movie? Is there anything else to talk about? I don't think so. I, I don't think, think that, so. I think I'll, I'll give my review. Dustin, you obviously go first. It's your it's your pick. All right. Um yeah, so my reaction's a four. My overall score ends up being a 5.4. Uh, I gave plot a two, but I gave pacing a nine. I think the movie never slows down. I think it's not boring ever, even when it's completely... Even when it's boring? It's never boring. Never. I think you guys are nuts. I think you're a fucking liar. I never got bored for a second. Well, I gave it a 5.4 overall. And so I'll same say, score. Yeah, my high is actually kills. Uh, kills in action because this movie never slows down once it gets going with it's it's an it's an hour of lead up yeah but even uh, in that lead up let me even that lead up we have the uh the oil well then we can hold on i want to start another thing here we go just to just to go back to how this is propaganda where it's like it's it's all about like these are oil workers. These are salt of the earth people. These are people who are just like working, right? It's uh-huh. not like talking about the fact that these are people who are like fucking raping the earth, like and like as unsustainable thing that's destroying everything. No, right? it's funny how they didn't and want to touch the, on that in this movie. And they're the heroes. <laughs> they got to save the earth so they can rape it more. But uh, I'll say that like as far as action goes, this movie is an eight. Because once it starts going, it never stops. It is a non-stop, like, camera circling a fucking <laughs> fight scene for for an hour and a half. It never... That, that camera is just like... Oh, man, when they go into the space station and it's just spinning and the people are spinning. But, and- my, but my reaction is a four. Because I think I fucking hate this movie. But I mean, I, don't I, know. I can't. I mean, I also gave it a four for reaction. I, I'm tempted to go higher because I'm tempted to go for nine. <laughs> well, like, I don't I, know if I'd do that. What, I, what I'm saying is, I don't know. I'm so confused by this film. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I could find myself really liking this movie if I watched it maybe five to ten more times. 
<laughs> yes, you just got to get in that Batman and Robin sweet zone where you just honestly, keep watching it until I, it's good. I honestly think if I keep watching it, I'm going to find all these little nuggets in there and I'm going <laughs> to fucking love it. But my reaction is a four, overall 4.6. Um, James is all of a sudden the biggest Armageddon fan. <laughs> Starts Armageddon. The redo. Uh, we're going to be revisiting Armageddon in three Arm- years. Armageddon Because it, it's tragically low on our we, list. We, yeah. start, we start doing a podcast every week where we rewatch Armageddon <laughs> and talk about different God. things that we saw. Honestly, uh, the soundtrack fits so perfectly with this oh, movie. Jesus. It almost makes the movie better. I think this is also, honestly. No, I, I think you're right. This, this, the songs are so bad. They're so bad. <laughs> They're so bad. But so good at the same time. Somebody confronted me this week with a, "What music do you like?" Because they're like, uh, "Do you like Aerosmith?" I'm like, "Fuck no." <laughs> Do you like Aerosmith? That was their first question. <laughs> well, we're talking about music. We've, we- Do you want to follow you two around Europe? No, I, I'm not. I'm not going to put this person on blast because they they're just. Like, uh, na, we're, na, 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 dude, looks like a. Come on, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we haven't worked together for that long, but we have very different tastes in music. Okay. Um, and he is like, do you like Aerosmith? And I'm like, no, I don't. And he's like, oh, you don't like classics. And I'm like, uh, and I, w- I went through like genuinely like from the time I was born. And I was like, I grew up on this and I went like to this. And then <laughs> he's like, uh, what kind of music? Like, oh, Jesus. Now he's telling me his life story. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I did. I went through like my entire like. And an emo phase. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I'm, I don't care. I'm still in my <laughs> emo, emo phase. phase never ended. <laughs> yeah. And, well, now I'm into like Midwest emo revival. It doesn't even fucking matter. <laughs> um, but like the, the guy's like, oh, yeah, I just like Aerosmith. <laughs> And I'm like, he's like, I just was hoping I could talk to you about Aerosmith. He's, he's like 31, and I'm like, I I just I have no connection to this band. Like, his daughter is fucking hot as hell. Like, I grew up idol. Like, well, former guest of the show, Josh for Blood, our Bloodsport episode, Aerosmith, his favorite band. So I grew up, uh, you know, I would drive him to school when we were teenagers and he'd want me want me to put Aerosmith on. And I'd be like, no, we're listening to ACDC. It was ACDC <laughs> versus Aerosmith. But I also hate ACDC. So like, yeah, but you're wrong. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just fucking butt rock. I don't give a fuck. All right. So overall score, 5.1. That's a tie with 123 Tango and Cash and 124 The Old Guard. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this goes for me. This goes ahead of both of those. I think Tango and Cash is is fun. Um, I think this is more fun to me to watch, even though it's fucking two and a half hours long. And the old guard, I didn't really care for. So the old guy sucked. I would say um, Tango and Cash in my head yeah. is a fun movie. <laughs> we didn't rate it very high when we watched it. Though. No, in my head is a fun movie, but I think when you actually watch it, you're like, "Oh man, this movie sucks." 
Um, so I would agree with you. It, it goes ahead. I'm with James. I really want to put Tango and Cash ahead of it, but it doesn't deserve it. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, even if you if you hate Armageddon, you'd have to admit it was a better made movie than Tango and Cash. Yeah, yeah. I want to put Tango and Cash ahead. I just, just putting that out there. Mm-hmm. I really want to. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> well, I just my. So what's that new number one? Uh, so that's new number one twenty three. One twenty three. Just behind Guns Akimbo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Guns Akimbo is such a piece of shit. <laughs> that movie sucks. That's about a, that's about a fucking loser who has guns <laughs> fucking bolted to his hands. The movie sucks. Man, conceptually, that movie should have been a lot better. Oh, yeah. It Equilibrium is ahead of this movie. Yeah. It's also probably a better movie, even though it was has its weaknesses. Lockout. Lockout. Mm. <laughs> I love Lockout. Really Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I think Lockout's very watchable. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is fun. Yeah, parts of it are. It's Dude, very movie... of its time, though. Yeah, Mr. Well, so, Mrs. Is this. <laughs> so is this. So is this. I think right now is the best time to drop a Mr. and Mrs. Smith, too. Honestly, <laughs> I think it. Arm- if Armageddon came out today, it would fucking slap. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. Well, that might be a point in well, his favor. Who's making it? It's going to have The Rock it's in gonna it. It's going to have The Rock. It's going to be a Netflix. <laughs> no, it, no, no, it's going to have, what's his name? The it's Rock, definitely Ryan Reynolds. Having, uh, no, it's definitely having, uh, shit. Uh, uh, who's the Ben Affleck of now? The wrestler. <laughs> the wrestler. John Cena. John Cena. No, that's in oh, the wow. Batista. Batista. Batista's in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, he's raw, he's a bear. Uh, <laughs> Liam Neeson's in this movie. <laughs> Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson's no. Liam Neeson. Throw Chuck Norris in there. He's gonna wet his pants. He's in, in the corner movie. pissing his pants. <laughs> he's the Billy Bob. Oh, we got anything else to talk about? Yeah. Before so we wrap this up? before we go, uh, Sam wanted us to bring up. We should have talked about this at the beginning, but he wanted us to talk about um, Jake Gyllenhaal being in Roadhouse. Oh, right, because there's apparently a Roadhouse remake yeah. in the works. I did so not thoughts. know that. Thoughts. Thoughts and prayers. So he's... Thoughts and prayers go out to that. <laughs> huh. um, yeah, I don't know. That's a weird idea. I assume they're going to go in a darker, more serious direction than the original Roadhouse. Okay, is f- there going to be throat rip? Oh, there better be a throat rip. Because, I mean, you have to. Gyllenhaal's like, I'm not signing up unless I get to rip out someone's throat. <laughs> That would be in my contract. I wish I had have been asked this question. Well, I just thought of it while we were recording. Uh, I was looking up Roadhouse. I need to just like see who's involved. Jake Gyllenhaal is not Patrick Swayze. Well, no. <laughs> uh, I don't think that he can. Swayze had this ability to kind of like roll into... He was cool. He was cool, He'd but be he was cool, into- cool breeze. He was also cool, but like not Dalton. Yeah, you'd be cool until it's time to not be cool. <laughs> Gyllenhaal nice. has a little bit of frat boy. Like, I love I Jake Gyllenhaal. I just I don't know if I see him in that role. But I mean, yeah. they, if they change the tone of the script and stuff, then I guess whatever. But I totally agree with Dustin. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I. Don't understand why people don't like him. 
Oh man, he nails like everything he does. Yeah, he. I think he's an absolutely amazing actor. I think, I think he's fantastic. He did that boxing movie a few years back. So I, I. It's not even that I won't buy him as a tough guy, and he's like he's kind of small and lithe, like Patrick Swayze. So I can see that part. But I mean, didn't he doesn't yeah. have the cool Zen surfer dude? Yeah, like Patrick, and that's what I'm trying to go like with. It's like Patrick Swayze didn't have like a humor like a Kurt Russell. Like right. Kurt Russell is so Kurt Russell. One of the best things about him is that he's so self-aware. Like he can, everything rolls off of him. Like there's nothing you can do to like phase Kurt Russell. And Patrick Swayze is the same way, but you can't phase him because he's just he's Kurt. He's sorry, he's Patrick Swayze. Like he's yeah. But I mean, he's not as self-aware. He, gets, he does get intense in that movie, and so I can see Gyllenhaal doing that part well. It's just I don't see the zen part, really, from it. I mean, didn't Taylor Swift just write a song? No, so Taylor Swift wrote a song. <laughs> Do you want to go into this? I'm just... I Taylor Swift wrote a song, like, years ago, a, a breakup song. Right. That was supposedly about him. Right. Um, Patrick Swayze? <laughs> yeah, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Um, and then what happened was this other person bought the back catalog of all of her music. Oh yeah. Her like producer. It wasn't her producer. It was Kanye West's agent. Oh, bought all of who's apparently a real piece of shit and they hate each other. Right. So he, he bought all of her, uh, her, her catalog the same way that like, um, What's the fucking guy from the Beatles? Yeah, didn't Michael Jackson buy the Beatles catalog no, though? Opposite. No, I think that's no. Flip. I th- I think that's what it was. I no, think it that's wasn't. what happened. Flip. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah, they had a conversation. No, it wasn't. Flip Paul it. McCartney had a conversation with Paul Michael McCart- Jackson. No, Michael Paul- Jackson went out and bought their catalog. I think Paul McCartney bought the Beatles Michael Jackson's catalog. No. <laughs> the other way around. Yeah. Okay. Whatever happened. Uh, it was yeah. So he bought her. He bought her catalog. Um, what is his name? I can't. It, yeah, he keeps coming up because doesn't he also own like Scooter, like Kesha Scooter, or something, something like that? Yeah, Michael Jackson purchased the publishing rights to the vast majority of the Beatles catalog for forty-seven million dollars, outbidding McCartney. That's what I said. No, it's the opposite of what you said. You no. said the Beatles bought. No, I said Michael Jackson bought the Beatles catalog. No, no. that's what I said, and then you that's, told me it was yeah. the opposite. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. I meant that. It's because you just automatically went opposite of Dustin. Because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> right, Dustin? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds what accurate. Say, James? Sounds sorry. accurate. That's what I meant. Uh, I, sorry. Uh, Scooter Braun bought... Scooter Braun. So Scooter- he sounds like a Sounds villain. like a fucking prick. He sounds like a wrestling heel. So he <laughs> bought he bought Taylor Swift's back catalog, right? And so now she can't she doesn't own any of her old recordings, but she can she owns the songs still, so she can re-record. So them. she's re-recording them, right? So there's this song that is apparently about what's his name, Jake. Jake Gyllenhaal about when they broke up and she just re-recorded a 10 minute version of that song. Oh. 
which goes in, which is really funny because the Daily Beast just has been writing articles about like Taylor Swift takes down Jake Gyllenhaal, Taylor Swift fans putting the knife in Jake Gyllenhaal. And then there's this is like an article today which is like Jake Gyllenhaal's the victim of Taylor Swift. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. completely, like, being like, you fucking made this whole huge deal about how, like, Taylor Swift, like, destroyed him. And now you're writing articles about how, like, Jake Gyllenhaal is, like, not being presented fairly. I don't know. It's all stupid. <laughs> Hollywood's a different beast, man. It's a daily beast. Whoa. Think about, I, think about that. I think we need to end the episode. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> we need to wrap it up. I can't. Doug Lyman's. Sorry. I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Doug Lyman's directing the new. Yeah. I forgot about that part of it. Um, so it could be interesting. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Please check us out on uh, Patreon, Action Action Podcast. Uh, look at our Instagram for anything that's coming up. And we will see you next week. Let's go, guys.